News. It's one o'clock. I'm Alex Price. The headlines. The trial of nine Occupy Central organisers has shown more police video footage of the start of the protest. The government appears to send mixed signals over the property market and there's a surge in people getting flu vaccines ahead of the winter peak. The prosecution has played more videos on the third day of the trial of nine key figures of the 2014 Occupy movement, telling the court the clips show their involvement in the pro-democracy protests. Candice Wong reports. In video footage taken by police on the night of the 27th of September 2014, one of the co-founders of the Occupy movement, Benny Tai, was heard telling the crowd gathered in Admiralty that they were taking part in the city's biggest ever civil disobedience action. He told the demonstrators there were four key words to their protest, safety, peacefulness, trust and hope. Video taken later in the night showed two other defendants in the case, the then student leaders Tommy Jung and Ethan Chung, urging the protesters to defend their stronghold as police were being deployed in various locations. Together with legislators Xiu Ka-chen and Tanya Chen, who have also been charged, they appealed for more people to come to the area. The video showed Professor Tai officially announcing the beginning of Occupy Centro around 1.30 a.m on the 28th. The footage showed him saying the protest would begin by occupying government headquarters. He demanded that the authorities withdraw Beijing's framework for political reform and that the SAR government submit a new report that truly reflects the view of Hong Kong. He said if the government refused their demands, they would escalate their action. All nine defendants have pleaded not guilty to charges relating to public nuisance. The trial continues. The Financial Secretary Paul Chan says the government is monitoring whether recent falls in home prices warrant a reversal of its cooling measures. He says the Monetary Authority is also watching recent market trends to see if it should relax rules on banks' mortgage loans. Mr Chan said the government and the authority need more time to judge whether the market is changing for the long term, as prices also saw a correction of more than 10% between September 2015 and March 2016. Since then, prices have picked up again. However, the Housing Secretary, Frank Chan, has told lawmakers that the Monetary Authority doesn't think it's time to loosen its loan-to-value ratio requirement on mortgages because the property market hasn't entered a downward cycle. Several lawmakers also asked if the government could change its stamp duty rules, but these suggestions were also firmly rejected by Mr Chan. He spoke to an interpreter. Local housing is still in the state of demand-supply imbalance and the current property price level remains outlined with economic fundamentals and the public's affordability. The government has no intention to relax or withdraw any demand-side measurement measures at the moment as this would send the wrong message to the market and again lead to market exuberance. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, says about 590,000 people have received flu jabs this year in anticipation of the winter peak for infections. That's over 50% more than last year. Professor Chan said health workers in particular have been targeted in vaccine promotion schemes. We felt that the awareness of people in Hong Kong has improved. But of course, both the hospital authority as well as the Department of Health have been doing a lot of uh, promotion. Uh, as far as the healthcare professionals is concerned, if we look at the hospital authority, uh, every clusters have actually been doing a lot of promotional programs in terms of getting their healthcare professionals uh, to take the flu jabs. I understand there is also an increase 
increase uh, in the percentage of people taking flu jabs this year. Donald Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani says the president has submitted submitted written answers to questions from the special counsel investigating the 2016 election. Mr Trump said two days ago he'd answered the questions very easily. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. In a statement, Rudy Giuliani says President Trump has provided unprecedented cooperation with the investigation led by Robert Mueller and that it's time to bring the inquiry to a conclusion. He argues that questions brought by the special counsel raise serious constitutional issues and go beyond the scope of a legitimate inquiry. Mr Muller has already brought charges against some former aides of the president, including his former campaign chairman and former national security adviser. The United States has sanctioned six individuals and three companies, which it says are part of a complex scheme to bolster the government of Syria's President Bashar al-Assad and fund military groups. The BBC's Rajiani Vadinathan is in Washington. Treasury officials say Iran and Russia have been sending millions of barrels of oil to the Syrian government, which has been funding the Islamic Revolutionary Guard al-Quds and Hamas and Hezbollah. The US sanctions prohibit shipments of oil to the Syrian-controlled ports and target individuals, including Syrian national Mohammed al-Chwiki, who has a Russian-based company, Global Vision Group, which delivers the oil from Iran to Syria. The head of the United Nations Environment Programme has resigned following months of controversy over his travel expenses. A UN audit found that Eric Soldham claimed almost half a million dollars in travel costs in two years. He said on deep reflection that he had decided to go. Stefan, Durac- Sorry, Stefan Duracic is the spokesman for the UN Secretary-General. The Secretary-General has accepted the resignation of Eric Solheim, the Executive Director of the UN Environment Programme. Mr. Solheim's resignation is effective Thursday, November 22nd. The Secretary-General is grateful for Mr. Solheim's service and recognizes he has been a leading voice in drawing the world's attention to critical environmental challenges and environmental security. Delegates to the International Chemical Weapons Watchdog, the OPCW, have rejected two Russian-backed moves to hamper the organization's newly expanded mandate. They voted against a proposal also backed by China that would have delayed and possibly stopped it from, from attributing blame for attacks. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. The West has accused Russia of using its veto at the UN Security Council to shield its Syrian government allies. The latest OPCW votes went decisively against Russia. But bitter differences remain. Russia says the new powers grossly overstepped the organization's founding treaty and usurped the function of the UN Security Council. China's called for an end to what it described as the present atmosphere of polarity and politicisation at the OPCW. A suicide bomb attack on a meeting of religious leaders in the Afghan capital, Kabul, has killed more than 40 people. Dozens of others were wounded when the blast went off at the gathering of Muslim clerics marking the birthday of Islam's prophet Muhammad. These men's friends were among the injured. I was with my friends near the hotel when there was suddenly a huge blast. Right after the explosion, people started running away and some were on the ground. Most of my friends were hurt. I wanted to enter the building to participate in the ceremony, but I got a call from a relative and he told me that there was a blast inside and that his children were hurt. Now I'm looking after my friends who have been wounded. 
An international medical charity says the world's biggest pharmaceutical companies have failed to develop two-thirds of the treatments urgently needed in developing countries. A report by the Access to Medicine Foundation found that research into drugs for the developing world relies on just a handful of companies. In particular, the AMF called for an infant vaccine for cholera and a single-dose oral cure for syphilis. A delegation from the Chilean territory of Easter Island has visited the British Museum in London to request the return of one of the island's emblematic stone statues. The stone figures, known as Mauis, are found all over the Pacific Island. Philip Ward is Chile's Minister for National Property. We understand that uh, the Moai, Hoa is a very important of the collection of the museum, but I'm really sure, and our delegation, especially the people from Rapa Nui, are absolutely sure that they understood the meaning for them of this moai. This is much more than a stone. The island's governor, Tarita Rapu, said the British had taken her people's soul when they took the sculpture in the 19th century. You have taken, uh, keeping him for 150 years. Just give us some months and we can have it there. We have an energy that we believe. It's called the mana. The energy who flows in everything and in a human being and in nature, and we are quite connected with the land. The British Museum has not said whether it will hand over the example in its collection. Scientists say new research into the genetic code of a fish that can repair its own heart may be key to developing future human treatments. A team at Oxford University has compared the extraordinary ability of the Mexican tetrafish with a relative, a cavefish which is no longer able to heal its own heart, and have isolated a gene they believe could be essential for the repair mechanism. The French carmaker Renault says Carlos Ghosn will remain its chief executive officer despite his arrest in Japan over allegations he misused funds of another automotive company, Nissan, but it will appoint its chief operating officer as his deputy. Shares in Renault, Nissan and Mitsubishi, a third company on whose board Mr Ghosn serves, have all fallen. Here's the BBC's Theo Leggett. This alliance of Renault, Nissan and Mitsubishi makes up what is effectively one of the world's biggest car makers and one with a big stake in an area that's growing very rapidly, which is electric cars. Um, That's all part of the vision of Carlos Ghosn. And this is where the problem is. These three organisations act as a cohesive whole. Without him, it's arguable that may not be possible because they are not a single company, yet in many ways they are acting as one. Financial news now and in currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.89 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar 13 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 1 cent. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 25,815, 10 points down on the previous close. Turnover was $43 billion. And now with a look at the latest sports news, here's Adam Jung. We start with football's UEFA Nations League, where James Forrest scored a hat-trick as Scotland beat Israel 3-2 to clinch a playoff place to Euro 2020. Portugal and Poland played out to a one-all draw. Here's the BBC's Colum Harrison. 
Portugal were held to a one-all draw by Poland in their final League A game. Andre Silva put the European champions in front before Arkadius Milik equalised for Poland with a penalty midway through the second half. Portugal had already qualified for next year's finals, which they'll host. Poland had already been relegated. Elsewhere, Sweden have been promoted from League B of the Nations League. They beat Russia 2-0 with goals from Viktor Lindelof and Marcus Berg to finish top of Group 2. Scotland and Serbia have both been promoted from League C. James Forrest scored a hat-trick as the Scots beat Israel 3-2 in Group 1, while Alexander Mitrovic scored twice as Serbia beat Lithuania 4-1 in Group 4. In the same group, Romania won 1-0 in Montenegro. And Kosovo have been promoted from League D. Arbar Zanelli scored a hat-trick as they beat Azerbaijan 4-0. Also in Group D, Malta and the Faroe Islands drew one all. Next to golf and the build-up to the Hong Kong Open. The tournament is marking its 60th edition with some of the biggest names in the sport. Masters champion Patrick Reed, former Green Jacket winner Sergio Garcia, and Ryder Cup star Tommy Fleetwood will all be on course. Fleetwood comes in with a career-high world number 9 ranking. The Englishman says Hong Kong is a good place to end the calendar year. It's, it's always nice to come back. Um, you know, I just, just love this place as a city and, and somewhere to come and play golf or spend time. So it's, um, there's, uh, yeah, it's a great atmosphere to surround with like a new start or you get into the end of the year, like I say, and there's a lot of, um, different players who have just got the tour card or, um, starting the year afresh. So it's lovely. Sergio Garcia made his Hong Kong debut last year and will get another crack at the Fanling course this week. The Spaniard says he now has a better idea of how to play the course. I think the most important thing here is accuracy. Uh, there's no doubt that it's the kind of golf course that is challenging you uh, every every single shot. Uh, greens are, are fairly small, so you have to be you have to be accurate with your with your uh, with your iron shots. But you need to be in the fairways to to um, to to have that accuracy. So those are the courses that we love we love playing. Courses that you have to think your way around. Uh, it's not just get the driver out and hit as hard as you can and, and find it and play it. So, um, you know, this this week uh, it should be fun. And, you know, a lot of, I think it's a lot of great things to celebrate this year. Uh, it's 60th year for, for the Hong Kong Open. Uh, you know, a lot of great things to uh, to be able to enjoy. The Hong Kong Open tees off tomorrow morning in Fen Ling with the Australian Wade Ormsby as the defending champion. And that's your look at sports. Thanks to Adam Jung there. And one final report before the end of news. The US Trade Representative Robert Leitzer has issued a further report condemning China's trade practices. He said Beijing hadn't fundamentally altered conduct that he called unfair and that was market distorting in the eight months since his first report. And now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. The trial of nine Occupy Central organisers is shown more police video footage of the start of the protest. The government appears to send mixed signals over the property market and there's a surge in people getting flu vaccines ahead of the winter peak. The news from RTHK.